Welcome to another episode of the Nick's State of Mind podcast. I'm Chip Murphy with Danny Small here today. No Matt, unfortunately, but our boy's a little busy because this weekend he's getting married. So congratulations yeah. to Matt and his fiance. But we have a very special episode for everyone today because we have, for the first time, both of our very good friends from the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast, Alex Trataros and John Malika. What's up, boys? Thanks for coming on. Chip, Danny, thank you for having us on. This is this is quite the quite the honor to have both of us here talking about Knicks. We're hyped. We're ready to go. I know I'm hyped. John, what's good? <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Uh we are we are about to we are in for some emotional emotional times for the Knicks. It's a really good time <laughs> to uh reconvene and uh Get some things settled. Uh, thanks for having us. I'm excited to. I'm excited for tonight's game. We got the Lakers tonight, but I'm I'm excited for this homestand. Man, I'm excited to see if we end up in Boston and Alex is able to uh, yeah. <laughs> is able to, to represent to on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they end up in Boston, I will. I'm going to be the most obnoxious person on the streets. It's going to be. It's going to be. <laughs> I don't unsettling. think that's possible. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. You're <laughs> the most obnoxious person in Boston. Boston. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and I mean, we'll get into Nick stuff for the most part, but I'm going to ask you guys some of your opinions on the Jets at the end of the pod. I got to. Uh, we got to do a Good. little crossover. Yeah. Little oh, crossover. I agree. Oh. We should definitely do that. We got I want to know. Oh, that's what right. Everyone yeah. here is a Jets fan. That's right. Everyone's yeah. a Jets fan here. Yeah. All J E T S. Jets, yep. Jets, Jets. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot to talk about, obviously, but I do want to start because we haven't done a podcast since the Clippers win. And that's the biggest win of the season, in my opinion. I don't know about you guys, but in my opinion, it might be the biggest win, I don't know, since the 2012-13 season. It's a massive win for us. We beat the Clippers with them, I don't care what anybody says about Sergi Baca. They were at full strength as far as I'm concerned. Randall didn't even play his best game. It was a huge win for the Knicks. Derrick Rose played incredible again. So, Alex, what did you take away from that Clippers win? The, the Knicks are gritty, man. I think that's what it comes down to. They're a gritty team. They'll play together. They'll fight together. They're not going to let anything get in their way. And Derrick Rose, man, has been the – is the gem – of this season you know we were uneasy to start the season and now Derek Rose comes here and we're what 22 and 10 with him he just he brings a presence that was missing at the point guard position you know this is not to slander Alfred Payne we all know what it is at this point where I'm not going to go you can just go to Twitter and get enough of that yeah we, um, we've done that enough on this it's, pod. A, it's everywhere <laughs> I'm it's okay all over the place <laughs> we, we already know what it's all about but Derek Rose he brings like that calm presence he knows how to slow the ball slow the game down for everybody and get the ball to the right player at the right time gets keeps everybody involved you know and that game he just went off right so and we needed him that game so Derek Rose that game was probably like the, the one of the biggest standouts. Also with Reggie Bullock, man. Reggie Bullock just catching fire in the second half and being like no fourth quarter mishap from Reggie Bullock. He was still going true down in the fourth quarter. So it's good to see when you get, have like a good collective effort from that from the team because when we get to the playoffs, right? We're Julius is not gonna 
probably average the 34 that we saw during April. So we're going to need everyone else to step up. So it was a great win. That's the biggest aspects for me that I liked about that game. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Bullock. Bullock was awesome in that game. I mean, I've been so wrong about Bullock since last year. I have to fully take like, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like uh, shout out to our guy, Colin Loring, because he was all, all over Reggie Bullock all year and Chris Percy Island too. And Reggie, Reggie Bullock just stands out. And as the top, one of the top performers in that game, but tonight they're playing the Lakers and if they win and the Celtics lose, they can clinch a playoff spot for obviously the first time since uh, 2013. And LeBron not playing. Uh, what do you think of the Knicks' chances tonight, John? Oh, uh, man. Uh, first of all, are you excited about that scenario where the Heat beat the Celtics and we get the clinch and then we are set up against the Heat? <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a weird scenario for me, uh, just to start it. But for tonight, man, if we can get a sweep in Staples Center, I don't care who's playing for the Lakers. It's the West Coast. It's this West Coast haunted trip. If we can get out of there over 500, that would be crazy just for our confidence. Um, forget the standings or anything like that. So I'm excited. I, I know that uh, IQ is out. I think Burks will be in there. He's probably going to have some limited minutes. But I'm excited to get his feet wet. I don't know. Give me what's – the, what's, the, what's the spread on this game, Chip? Last I looked, it was five and a half. I think it but dropped when LeBron got ruled out. I think the Knicks are plus three and a half now. Is it plus three and a half now? I'll take that. I think I'll take yeah. that. And and I I just to piggyback a little bit of your uh, question to Alex, my favorite thing about this last game was that Tibbs said that Julius Randle played a great game because he honestly yeah. did. And I know that he was missing <laughs> like crazy, but usually when Randle misses like crazy, he starts – turning the ball over and he wasn't doing that and he was playing solid defense. So I'm kind of looking for Randall to come back this game, show a little something, maybe a little RJ Barrett corner three action. You know what I mean? Off of the double team for Randall. That's kind of how I see this game going. We're going to, it's time to get into shape. Like there's only four more games left. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking all year. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Like 34 games left. Like let's not, let's not look ahead. Like it's only four games. So if it was me, I would take Julius Randle double double and the Knicks win parlay chip just to, to keep it in to keep it in your language. Yeah, that is definitely speaking <laughs> language. Yeah, and Danny's language too. Yeah, my, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. As soon as you said spread, I started like <laughs> it, like yeah, grabbing a tab, like typing away. Um, but I, yeah, no, I agree with you what you said about Randle. Like, if you look at the stat line, you know, the shooting seven for nineteen doesn't look like one of his best games, but the other guys, like Alex said, you know, Bullock, Rose, like those guys stepped up, brought the Knicks to the finish line, and then you have Randall hitting those big shots down the stretch. It's like he's the star. He Like the fact that he had a bad game didn't matter. In those moments, he was still clutch. And, you know, in those moments, his teammates trust him. Um, I mean, who knows where this team's ceiling is? Who knows who they can beat in the playoffs, who they're even going to play? Like I don't think it's too early to, to really make any big predictions about that for me. But the one thing you can say about this Knicks team is like it's the most fun team definitely since 2013, but maybe even more so, I think, just because of how they're doing it, um, you know, as just kind of a collective unit with grittiness, 
uh, resilience. You know, they're beating all these teams where, you know, on the road, you don't expect them to go four and two on a six game, you know, West coast road trip. It's just every time it seems like you figured out the Knicks and you, you said, all right, this is who they are. They get a little bit better. And it just, I don't know where it's going to stop. That Nuggets game looked like a same old Knicks game. Like, holy shit, that Nuggets first quarter looked like the other shoe was dropping. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, it was a nightmare scenario. And then it's like, oh, wait, they're playing the MVP. Let's – let's. Mm -hmm. I just had to calm myself down. Like, oh, yeah, Nikola Jokic. And, <laughs> and at the same time – first quarters, though, recently, guys, right? A couple – like, yeah. they were starting off pretty hot in first quarters in the beginning, but recently they're coming out kind of slow. It's kind of making me a little nervous. I think it might be time to put Derrick Rose in that starting lineup. It's making me <laughs> nervous about Alfred Payton starting yeah. in the playoffs is what it's making me nervous about. It's Tibbs like his Keith Bogans where he – like Keith Bogans would play like five <laughs> minutes in the playoffs, but he would start. Except like, Keith Bogans was a good defender. Yeah, that's it. That's true. the only difference. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't think – I think we're still going to get Payton. Uh, yeah, I keep saying gonna, that – I keep we, saying we need, this, but I, I'm, Payton's going to stay. Yeah. Look, he got 16 minutes against the Clippers, and I expect it to be that unless he, Peyton's having, like, a really good game. Like, he got 16 minutes. He went one for five against the Clippers. And if he's doing, if he's playing well, getting to the rack easily, and just putting up, like, what was it, four for seven type numbers, we can probably get, like, a good 15, 20 minutes out of him and give Rose that extra rest. And that's really what we need because, dude, I don't know about you guys, but, like, when you watch Rose, like, in the fourth quarter, he looks like he's just played, like, eight straight games like a pickup basketball you know what i mean like you yeah, see yeah. where he, his, his mind is like i want to get there but his body's yeah. just like a second just like <sighs> it's, it's, just, it's yeah. just rough man it's just rough and you know he's like our best guy that we need right now so we got to make sure he's conditioned to go down the long stretch of these games yeah he looks like he did not like 21 year old derrick rose anymore where it's just and like effortless motor now that was fourth quarter season he's, he's He's kind of chugging along there sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but I, I like the bounce though. He has he has, he's still, he has yeah, a he's got a nice little hop to him, and he's not like he doesn't scare me. So like the difference between the last his last stint with the Knicks is he would do those like scary drives in there, mm -hmm. and we'd be like you know clutching our eyes mm -hmm. or like a turnover might be coming, or he he used to love to do those jump passes where he jumps on the baseline and then decides what he's yeah. gonna do. And he's not doing any of that. He's just like Alex said, letting the game come to him, kind of like he's playing pickup. And I do, I do agree with you. At the end of the game, he is kind of short. Everything's just a little short, and that's always a telltale sign. And that's the best thing about Randall is at the end of games, he's he's kind of getting hot when everybody else, for the most part, is getting cold. And so that that that's going to be the a huge thing for us but man we need alec burks back so bad to take over that that fourth quarter clutch point guard minutes remember those days he had like like those yeah. eight straight games yeah. and he was just like penny hardaway out there it was so weird <laughs> <laughs> it's concerning me that we're worrying we're uh having to rely so much on alec burks as like a backup point guard though when he's not a point guard like maybe we shouldn't be doing that and <laughs> like you disagree alex I mean, what else do we got right now? <laughs> I, I know, so, yeah. I know, but like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm just saying it concerns me that he's missed uh, okay. this much time, and now we like have to hand the ball off to him and be like, "Okay, you need to be." Figure it out. When's, yeah, when's yeah. Vildoza going to be ready? 
Oh my god! <laughs> is Everyone's he, hyped. The Pablo the Prigioni, right? the Pablo Prigioni of uh, the, like the 2013 playoffs, getting steals <laughs> on the inbounds, throwing lobs. That's the dream. Yeah, put him in if you can do that. For I don't sure, think he's gonna. There's no sure. way that Tibbs would ever put somebody into yeah. the rotation for the playoffs. I would bet <laughs> no, my no. life against that. <laughs> Unless it was Derrick Rose, then he would. <laughs> yeah, but anyone else, no. <laughs> That's why I don't. I agree with you, Danny. That I don't think he'll change the starting lineup. I would be stunned if Alfred. Well, I said I said point guard. Yeah, I said he should, and then I was like, well. Yeah, that's the moot point of this. Like, yeah, I, where we are right now. I think Alex Alex kind of says it best. Like, we kind we know what's going on with Alfred Payton. Like, we don't need to. Like, we we had Colin on here like a couple weeks ago, and he Colin was, like, was Colin and Matt were like going at the off. thought of discussing. Yeah, it. And it's just yeah. like, all right, like, you <laughs> well, gotta accept it by now. <laughs> this is just yeah. the way it is. Like, that, that's how I feel, man. Just like we've done this. It's like every week at this point. Like, we get it. What, what do you yeah. want to change? You know, after, especially after the trade deadline, it's like, okay, yeah, so he's yeah. here. That's when we it was, it. okay, accept it. Move on. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about a good point guard. Yeah. And <laughs> let's talk about Kyle Lowry. Yeah. And let's talk about Ian. Let's go. talk about Ian Begley's report. Yeah. That the Knicks have, an, uh, are, have Kyle Lowry, I think, on their radar was the phrasing that he used. And... There was obviously discussion about that on Nick's Twitter contract link that they might, people might like, and obviously the money, whatever, whether it would affect quickly, whether it would affect bring back Derek Rose, whatever. Uh, John, how do you feel about bringing in Lowry? What do you care about the contract? Do you care about the money or do you just want him in? <laughs> I am so annoyed that this is, when the story is coming out and ever since the shefty aaron Rodgers story where shefty literally came out and he was just like yeah there was no news i just yeah, decided to drop it. that yeah. yeah i just decided to drop that on draft day that's what this feels like because if kyle lowry was on the knicks radar why didn't we just give the raptors anything anything for him you know what i mean a second round pick here whatever a late pick whatever uh, some sort of player that we're not going to resign anything but now that we're talking about it, it really makes it really makes no sense to me. And it's just an it's just another blip on the radar of oh, the Knicks are really good. Who else are the are we gonna rumor to the Knicks so that when they don't go to the Knicks, we can make fun of the Knicks and say, Wow, look how good this player is, he could have been here. And so that's just my genuine feeling about this story. But if you're gonna ask me about the player Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is perfect for this team. I've been screaming around the trade deadline that all I wanted was Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas. Like, nothing crazy. <laughs> like, give me, like, you know, B players that could have took this team over the top. And then we really could have been talking about how we match up versus Philly. If we had, like, a big man, if we had a real point guard that could do that. Could do that. And that would be worth that sort of talk. But for next year, man, I don't even want to think about next year. Kyle Lowry, great. We need a point guard. He sounds good. Lonzo Ball. Everybody, that sounds good. Everyone sounds better than Alfred Payton. So it doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't know. I, I know I know. Alex was a little a little skittish on Kyle Lowry because he didn't want to pay for him. But, I mean, he fits perfectly on this tips team, right, man? It's funny, and I could co-sign John uh, just wanting Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas because it was every single day a text just like, yo, we need these guys. We need, we need a backup center. We need Kyle Lowry. Hey, can we do this type of deal? I'm like, 
bro. It is like 8 a.m. I'm just like trying to drink my cup of coffee right now. 8 a.m. That's, three days that's in a lunch. row. That's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I like Kyle Lowry. I like him as a player. I think he'd fit very well on this roster right now. We, as a four general, guy who can shoot, defend at a high level. Absolutely. For me, it's like, how long, how long are we keeping this guy? What's the money? What are we doing at the point guard? Who, who are we grooming next? Are you telling me that it will be just um, D Rose and Kyle Lowry running the point for what, one, two years? And then what do we, what do we do after that? That's my biggest question is like, what are we doing afterwards? Like, are who we cares? drafting someone? They're going to be on the bench. And like look at Chris Paul, in? man. Look at Chris Paul. They're paying him $40 million and the Suns are having a fantastic time. They'll pay him 60 million if they could, you know what I'm saying? Who cares? They give him if he's willing to sign a, a one year, thirty million dollar contract or a, a one plus one or a two year deal. I would do that. That's my you. Is that like a, a thing for you? Out? You don't want to go to two years or you don't. No, want to that's that? fine. I think that's fine. I think that's perfect length. I was telling John. I think it's gonna be a one plus one. I think we're gonna do one year. See if he likes it. And he likes being in New York and likes the situation. Then he'll just stay because we give him that much money and he can choose if he wants to be here for another year. I don't see it. I can only see it two years if we gave him even more money. Um, yeah. Do you think that think bumps out Lonzo? Just probably not necessarily because of the position, but just because Lonzo will want a ton of money too. Yeah, like 80 mil. Now we're going to have 110 million in yeah. point guards. <laughs> yeah. kind of It'll just be. It'll just be too much money to commit yeah. to both guys. I think. I mean, it, I. I think I. I'm just gonna piggyback off you guys and agree. I like Lowry is a perfect fit for the Knicks. You know, like gritty Tom Thibodeau type guys always seems like you know that it factor. Um, but yeah, a lot of it like comes down to the money. Um, but for me, at least, I think I, like why I wouldn't be as hesitant to kind of give him the money on like that two year deal is just because the Knicks are going to be picking 21. You know, with their pick. 20 to 20, like mid twenties, same thing with the Mavericks pick. Like, yes, you, there's a chance you could like hit on a point guard with that pick, but it's not like they're picking at the top of the draft where they're going to get, you know, Cade Cunningham or Jalen Suggs, which coming into this year, I was kind of thinking like, all right, Nick's point guard of the future, probably in this draft class, but just, and it's a good thing that they're winning, but just because they're not going to be up there now that kind of like, I, I almost pivot away and say like, instead of like point guard of the future, quote unquote, just get, you know, Lowry, a winning point guard for now. Like, don't, don't look too far ahead of like, what's the overall plan at point guard. Cause right now, if you get Lowry, it's pretty good. I agree with that. I think for me, like here, if you want to talk about point guards and like the draft though, right. I don't think we're using all these picks. What we got four picks. We're going to be any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Tiz doesn't want to play any of them. So So, here's my thing. Could you move all four of those picks in this year's draft and move up? How high, if you could move up in this draft, do you think you can get up into like the, the lottery 14, maybe 10? What do you Uh, think? I think he wants a veteran. Yeah. That's the other thing. I think if you're, if you're trading those picks, the Knicks are probably going to trade them for like a, I don't. I don't know anyone. Yeah, don't put, yeah, don't put yeah. a name out there. You're gonna. You're, you're, yeah. you're gonna. You're gonna set off a storm. But not, not, I don't need. I don't need to throw that out there. But like Shay Gildress Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> Someone. Some Blue door. Kentucky player X. Darren Fox. What? Darren Fox. What? Darren Fox. He's gonna be the next name, by the way, because they're so oh, bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Sacramento's going to trade. Knicks everyone. fans don't like him though right now because of his uh, his lottery slander. The next time they play the Kings and he gets a hug from World Wide West. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my god. The second you Photoshop someone in a Knicks jersey, it's over. Yeah. We're going to love them to death. You don't exactly. even have you just put a uh, photo of him in a Kentucky jersey and that's like <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, I I love Kyle Lowry obviously. He's one of my favorite players. So I want him on the Knicks for sure, but it also it depends on what they think of Emmanuel quickly. If they see him as the point guard of the future, then maybe they just want to hand the ball off to him next year. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they're willing to do that right away when they've been playing so well and if they feel like they can get like a Chris Paul type season out of Kyle Lowry next year, like John was saying, like what Chris Paul did for OKC last year, if Chris Paul could have like the same type of influence on, uh, or if Kyle Lowry could have the same type of influence on quickly that Chris Paul did on SGA, then you got to do it. Like you just have to try something like that. It just makes sense. But I, I don't know. I don't know what I see quickly as yet, personally. I don't know if I see him as the point guard of the future or, or like a a great scorer off the bench. I think he could be either one, and I think he'd be – he looks like he could go either way at both. So I don't know what you guys think. He loves Lou Williams, so I'll just go. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, right? His yeah. favorite player is one of the greatest bench scorers of all time. Mm-hmm. I love him in that role. Do you guys think he's I, okay? I do, too. Do you guys think he's injured? Like, do you think it's a serious injury? Do you think they're kind of saving him for the playoffs? I don't, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question because yeah. I, it's not like it's. He's definitely come back down to earth. I think a little bit like the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not really. It's not in Tibbs's nature, but you know, maybe it's not his call. They are kind of just saying like, let's. We know. We know. We're basically avoiding the plan now. Let's give him like a little bit of time to to kind of get ready for a seven game series. I don't know if that's interesting. It's uh, It's been bothering him all year or at least for the, for the second half. Like you mm, said, something's been bothering him. His calf leg, some sort of soft tissue. It's gotta be just like general soreness over, you know, the course of (laughs) I'm a rookie. Everything hurts. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit bit shorter season, but still he's never played. He's never played this much basketball before. This is just wearing down. And it's condensed, you know. We're not talking that about that too. Yeah, I mean, look at God, it's not even rookies. It's you know everybody is getting hurt. LeBron yeah, you know, got hurt. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If LeBron's getting hurt, you know something is exactly. Something is the cyborg got hurt. If LeBron can get hurt, anybody can get hurt. But yeah, uh, that's what's so, that's what's been so great about watching this Knicks team all year. Because no matter who's been hurt, whether I'm crying about Mitch Robinson <laughs> being hurt, whether I'm you know, worried about our point guard situation when D. Rose was out and like Burks was supposed to be our point guard, you know what I mean? And I was like, what are we going to do here? And Bullock, Bullock was even out for a little bit. Like Everybody's been injured except for obviously uh, Randall and RJ. And we've been able to put it together. And that, that kind of basketball is reminiscent – I would say of maybe last year's heat. And so that kind of excites me. That grittiness on defense, the grittiness is just like next man up uh, that we've been building all year. And not to mention matinees. I know this is silly. I know it's like maybe it's just made up in my crazy mind. They're very good in matinees. And playoff games are matinees. A lot of times, yeah. You're going to – I 100% bet the Knicks, one of their first two games is going to be like an afternoon game. Like – the prime time it might be most of them. slot, whatever it is, like three o'clock. 
definitely, definitely. We've been, we've been like, I don't know about you guys, but every time I have to study for a test, they would say study at the exact time of the test because that's when your brain's going to be mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And you know, not to go too off track, but the Jets can't win on the West Coast, and I don't know, never, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> the alarm clock or what it what it is, and it's all routine. And so, all that stuff together, the the next man up, the matinee stuff, the defense, I'm just so hyped about this playoff. And honestly, what they did on the West Coast is a little grittiness. Everyone counting them out in every single game. Like we're supposed to lose to lose to Memphis because they were upset at us. Like it's crazy. You know what I mean? We were the underdogs against Memphis. Because they, they, they were upset with times, us. Both times, which is crazy. Which is, <laughs> which is crazy. With bizarre. And to add on to John's point, like this West Coast trip, I think, you know, it's been this entire season of like, when do we say they're a good team? How long until we have to say they're a good team? When is it that they will show us that they're a good team? Well, this road trip was the pinnacle of just doom for the New York Knicks. We were supposed to go, we looked at it, it's like, if they get one win, beginning of the second half, when the second half schedule came out, if they get one win, that, that might be it, you know? And that was the Houston Rockets. Now they're, you know, worse is going to be 500 from a West Coast trip where you had to face the Nuggets, the uh, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, the Lakers. The Knicks the are Suns, showing that they're a resilient the top team. top team in the West. And the Suns, yeah. And <laughs> <I know. laughs> They're, they're a resilient team, and I think we're going to get a lot of that in the playoffs. And they play a lot of playoff basketball. They don't run out and transition a lot. It's a lot of half court, even though they're not really efficient from the half court. But they're ready for it, and they play the type of defense that you want to sit, that you want in the playoffs. And I think the team's really ready because our team barely gets any of these ridiculous calls that opposing that opponents get. You know, whether it's Trey Young or just when we played the Heat the second time, and you had. Jimmy Butler and freaking uh, Bam Adebayo at the line for a total of 30-some-odd, I think it was like 36 times. Like, that's not happening. And our guys like to finish through contact, too. So I I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what the Knicks can do in the playoff. I think they're going to be causing a lot of ruckus, especially in the first round. Yeah. I think Jimmy Butler is going to go to the line a lot against us. But but Trey Young won't get calls yet. What? Yo, so Chip, we were uh, we were looking at it the other day, Alex and I, with the the free throw stats. Mm -hmm. The Knicks are were they ha uh, like midway in the uh, in the NBA stats in free throws attempted and bottom quarter in made, but the Hawks were top quarter in attempted free throws and about middle of the road in makes. And so that kind of stuff is the only you know that that's what gives me concern in the playoffs because. I agree with Alex, like we're, and you know, us four at least we're watching every, every single Knicks game. We, and so we get caught up in every single call, ref call here and there. But at some point, we have to look at the numbers. We just don't get to the free throw line, you know, en enough to win playoff games, in, in my opinion. So that's the, really the one thing that concerns me. No, we never. I feel like it's sometimes we can exaggerate about us not getting calls, and we complain a little too much as a fan base, but. At some point, it's like it feels like dating back to when Mello was on the team. Mello oh didn't get calls either. Mm -hmm. Mello used to get just hacked, and he wouldn't get calls. And Randall is getting that same kind of treatment. I think I'm not to like try and one up everyone. Oh, yeah, no, but I think Barrett has the worst whistle on the team. Barrett oh, never absolutely. gets calls. Like Randall doesn't Funny. get calls sometimes. He's too young. But... He's too young, Danny. Yeah, that's that's... I feel like that's how they. I feel like that's so stupid. But I really do feel like that's how they look at it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he's twenty. He's fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? like he, he goes up and gets clobbered sometimes, and there's just, just no call because it's like, oh, it was, it was Bam Adebayo. He's a great defender. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't have fouled him. Before uh, Chip's guy got traded to Chicago Bulls, Vooch tackled the living daylights out of the guy <laughs> when we played Orlando. He did. And the refs just, yeah. just like watching it, like plain view, like right in front of her. And she's like, whatever. He, <laughs> he did moving. do that. He was moving. Yeah. RJ was moving. <laughs> he did do that. Yeah. I mean, Vooch is a really good defender, but I'm sure he didn't mean to do that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love, I love Vooch. I'll stick up for him as much as possible again. Vooch, but uh, yeah. Are they getting I'll, that playing game? I, I don't know. Chicago. Yeah. I don't think Chicago. Chicago's out of it now. I think. Yeah. Are they officially eliminated? I don't know if they're eliminated for sure, but they're they're like deep out of it. Uh, what's hold on? Hold Let's on. The standings right here. I'm actually not. Because I mean, obviously, Washington is. They're, they're three. Yeah, okay, so they're, they're two games. They're two and a half games back. So they need a lot of help. To Zach Levine's back. Get over Washington. Zach Levine. Levine Zach yeah. Levine's back. They've won three in a row, but yeah. I think Levine came back a little too late for them to make yeah, a run. Yeah, that was it. That was yeah. tough. That was that, that was, was the kicker. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they were going to make it anyway, but that kind of just was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Now, like next us. year. Doesn't that sound like us? Doesn't that sound like the. Like the typical Knicks, yeah. like you know, like oh, oh yeah. we're, we're, we're okay, okay. we had a good and team. The the kicker would be that if that happened to the Knicks, everyone would be like, "Oh my God, look how stupid they are! They're not gonna <laughs> like, oh, don't get lottery pick. Like you don't even tank good. Oh my, made a midseason trade. Yeah, it'd be it'd, <laughs> people would be destroying the Knicks if, if they were in the Bulls' position. I don't want to go down this road because I'm going to have to defend Vooch. <laughs> I already had, I already had I, to do that on Twitter. I already I like, had to do that on Twitter like when people Vooch were too. crushing the trade. You know, so, you know me, Chip. I'm I'm yeah. a big European. Guy. I love I love him. So yeah, I I love Vooch too. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would have done that trade ten times out of ten to get a guy like Vooch. But yeah. now that let's uh, let's move on because I do real quick want to talk about this Reggie Bullock article that just came out from Mark Berman where uh, he said that the Knicks want to bring Reggie Bullock back, which obviously isn't a surprise, but uh, he talks about Reggie Bullock's close relationship with Tom Thibodeau for a reason that Bullock wants to come back. And uh, he cites a source. I think it's an opposing executive or a league source, whatever saying that, Bullock's uh, value is at the mid-level exception, which is about $9 million. So I think we're all pretty much in agreement that we'd love to have Bullock back, especially his recent play. He's one of the been one of the best shooters in the NBA last year, or this mm-hmm. year. Uh, so what kind of contract would you guys like to see Bullock come back on? And where, do you, where would you like to see him fit in on the team next year? Uh, Danny, what do you think? Well, I think kind of like Berman's probably right on top of it there with the, the mid-level exception, um, you know, because as good as Bullock has been, I don't think he's a guy that you want to like break the bank for on like a long-term deal or anything like that. Cause I mean, he is, he is a good player, but you know, in theory, the Knicks will need one more star and it's either going to be a point guard or a wing, which if it's a wing that basically takes Bullock out of the equation as a starter so you don't want to overpay him. And then, you know, he's kind of like in the middle there. Um, but 
I, I mean, I, I like Bullock where he is right now is like a, for this team as a starter, but yeah, probably going forward, you know, he's like a good, one of your first guys off the bench, um, you know, good defender and also injuries we know are just going to happen. There's just a fact of life in the NBA. Having him as a guy you can slide into the starting rotation or back in and out, I think he's kind of like tailor-made for that role. Absolutely. I 100% I agree. agree with that. Yeah, 100. I, I like. I think the mid-level exception, if you want to go a little higher, maybe $11 million for him. I think that's where like I start to like say we're starting to get a little dicey because we see what happens when you have teams like the Washington Wizards who pay Davis mm-hmm. Bertans like $20 million a year for a three – who's not even a three and D guy. He's just a three guy. Yeah. Like just shoots threes. Literally and, only a three guy. Yeah, yeah. Only. And he hasn't even been that good this season. And, you know, there's a lot of good shooters in the league. So, and it feels like they're very replaceable if you could find mm-hmm. a good three and D guy. So I like what Bullock brings. I like his defensive intensity, right? He was doing a really good job playing against Paul George. And uh, I think Kawhi, he had a few subs uh, against Kawhi on Sunday, but, I like I like his defense, his shooting. He's shooting over forty percent. You know, a lot of people, I won't say a lot of people, but people believe that he was about to bounce back because he had the surgery last season. He just needed some time to get back into it. I was not one of those people. I will gladly admit that. <laughs> but you know, I'm happy that he's playing well right now. But I think somewhere between nine to eleven is where you got to cap the range because, as Danny pointed out. He's he's it's it's he's someone who can be replaceable at the end of the day. You know, he you can't he's not that guy who's gonna really push this team over the edge. And you gotta get another star in here or another player, whether that's another wing or that's a point guard. And I think it's more so I, I would probably lean towards a point guard, just someone who can just organize it. That's what we're kind of seeing at this point. But wow. Yeah. Alex, that's a that's a huge change from how this season started. You were like, yo, the Knicks need a wing, need a wing. Bullock really grew on you, huh? I like Bullock, man. He's doing a good job. He could keep doing this. Hey, man, you can stay around forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you're now you're paying him an extension. I love it. Uh, How many I, years though? I, I would say like two, three years. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. three twenty-seven. It seems like the the mid-level, right? So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice for both for both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think the the personal connection was a little understated in the article uh, because don't forget he was about to sign with the Spurs. And then he left for the Knicks and then he had the medical issues and the Knicks restructured his contract for in his favor, which I mean, talk about a new regime. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, he would have like got, you know, sent to the G league. So I'm like th- that, that's what excites me. But I feel like he's not going anywhere because of that. And I think, you know, Danny and Alex, I think you're right on the money with Bullock being, he could be the starting wing, but he could also, if we were, I don't know, not to throw out any crazy name out there, but someone like Kawhi Leonard, because the Clippers fall out early, comes. We can get him in there, and Bullock can be on the bench, and it wouldn't be anything crazy. He's very transitional. But it, I don't know. Do you think that Burks is coming back if Bullock does? Because I don't. How many more people? How many people can you pay? Because Noel is there too. Yeah, Burks is a tough one because. <clears throat> like we were kind of talking about before, he's like, they're playing as a point guard, but he's not really a point guard. And like, he's having a good year, but you know, so is Bullock. And, you know, I think one of the, one of the things that kind of Alex, you touched on it before with Bertans, like one of the mistakes front offices can make is kind of like falling in love with their own role players who are having decent years. And like, I don't think, you know, as good as this year has been, I don't think the Knicks should just turn around and be like, all right, Bullock, 
spurts. No, like I don't think they should just be handing out contracts to everyone and saying like, let's run it back. Like you gotta, you gotta tinker and you gotta make some changes. Which, yeah, Bullock, Bullock and Burks. It's like almost like you're gonna have to choose which. Probably lean Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. See, like you want to bring in. I think you want you want to bring in like some fresh, you know, some fresh blood to kind of like mix it up, Um, which means. Bullock might be, you know, might be on the chopping block. Maybe Burks. You, you never know. It should be interesting to see. Yeah, I'd I mean, say Noel would be more, most likely to come back out of those guys, right? Probably. I, Bullock, I would hope Noel. Could, uh, Bullock, Burks, Noel. Or, I mean, Noel oh. and Bullock over Burks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Because yeah, yeah. Burks has already been on a million teams. I don't, I don't think he would have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody else is like, oh, you're gonna pay me more? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I hope Noel comes back because um, that I want Mitch to be here, but I also like just having room protectors. And I think Noel, as as admirable of a job he's been, uh, and I know this is kind of going a little off track, but as admirable of a job he's done with the starting unit, just see, this is where the Hawks are like, oh, give me a little like pause because terrified John he, Collins. John, <laughs> Not even just John Collins, but Quinn Capel was just like, yo, I got this. It was just like up and down the lane, doing whatever he wanted. I think if Mitch was there, it would have been a totally different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a different Me, series Cap- coming yeah. up? <laughs> oh, you're – wait, you're worried about the Hawks in a seven-game series? Me? I mean, I, I – we were doing this yesterday with, uh, with Claudio on, like, ranking who we wanted. I, I want – as – before we start this pod, I'd want Boston first. I know, yeah, but yeah. that's not for basketball and, reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's for personal. If you don't know, yeah, Alex personal. would Alex would just want to watch the games in person. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah. essentially. But it, we were debating between who would want to see more the Knicks face. Who would want to see the Knicks face more? Whether it's Miami Heat or the Atlanta Hawks. And Quaddy was just kind of like persuading that it's just a better matchup to go against the Heat than the Hawks. So, because the interior D, I don't know. I, uh, I, 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 the Hawks. If if I'm the Knicks, I'm not afraid of the Hawks at all. Me yeah. I don't think. I think I'm, as great of a, as great of a player as Trey Young is, I don't think he's going to come into the playoffs and like just light it up from from day one. Mm-hmm. I think. And he's also going to have trouble because once the playoffs come, every team switches and every team just hunts those. He's going to have trouble. Like if they can figure out a way to get RJ Barrett or like Julius Randle matched up on Trey Young, they're going to eat him alive. And Bogdan's not getting six or seven threes. God help, God help that team. If Bogdan drops six or seven threes in the game, Tibbs <laughs> yeah. is going to absolutely murder them. <laughs> yeah. I trust Tibbs against Trey Young. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'll figure something out, especially yeah. out of seven games. He'll figure something out. Jimmy Butler is unfigure out by a coach. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we can't get a foul versus Bam. Danny, ha- Danny like, threw that in real quick. But we literally cannot get a foul against Bam or yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Man, I do not want the I do not want to face the Heat. I don't care that it's '90s Knicks. I don't care that the score is going to be 72, 76. Like I don't want to see it. <laughs> they are going to be boring games if they do. That. The Hawks will be entertaining because yeah, they, the they don't play any defense. Little, yeah, a little more up and down because one team plays defense and one team plays offense. So Alex, yeah. you would you would play the Celtics first, yeah, 
and Hawks second. Of, yeah, I would take the Hawks. I mean, it's kind of even for me at this point. Like I know, like we saw, we had trouble with the Miami Heat, but going through it, you know, looking back at how we played the first time we played the Miami Heat, close game when we played them at home, and we didn't have Derrick Rose then. Second time we played them, we had Derrick Rose, but that was like his first time yeah. playing with the team, right? And that's when you had Jimmy and Bam just getting all the foul calls in the world, which I don't think that would ever happen again for both players to get to the line that much. Third time we played them, Derrick Rose was his second game back after missing from COVID protocol and Julius Randle was playing off of a thigh contusion thanks to a certain point guard we will not mention on this podcast right now because we've already done that at the beginning. So I think that those like little things change it up. I think Miami would still be a difficult team to play. I think it goes seven, six or seven games uh, with either team winning, but I don't think it's as bad as we're making it out to be personally because the first two games were pretty close. I just feel like Randall would eat the Hawks alive again. I think so too. Good. I think, I don't average think they 30 have points. Anything. I think yeah. I think Julius Randle's going to average 30 points against the Hawks. Yeah. 10 rebounds, double double. Against the Celtics too. I think he'll do that. The Celtics have There's no, no chance against the Celtics, man. No. Yeah. You stop. You stop it. I will speak it into existence. Don't, yeah, don't, God, don't, I wanna, don't tell Alex. But I want to beat them. <laughs> the best I want to beat them so bad. I the best just chance wanna... now is like the Celtics being the eight seed and then upsetting the Sixers <laughs> and meeting the second round. That's the best chance the Knicks have. Playing. If they upset the Sixers, I do not want to see them. Yeah, then, <laughs> yeah if they're able to <laughs> pull that off, oh, my God. Okay, okay. maybe That's we were wrong about the Celtics. Actually, so, yeah, I mean – Live live scoreboard, 24-23, Miami over the Celtics in the first quarter. So it's a close game. They're okay. they're staying alive. Yeah. All right, that would be so, crazy. Oh, and so, if we get Boston, I'd be so happy. I'm gonna just pivot a little bit here. Who do you think? Who do you guys? You think it's gonna be Zach Wilson or Quinn and Williams winning Super Bowl MVP this year? <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, so let's get all everybody's answers here. Uh, but oh in seriousness. Goodness. What'd you guys, what'd you guys think of the draft? Obviously like we knew it was Wilson for like a little while now. Um, but now you see kind of like what they, the direction they went in the draft. How do you guys feel uh, kind of about the future now? No, oh, let's man. go ahead, man. Tell them about the arranged oh, marriage. Oh man. It is an arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Wilson was an arranged marriage. <laughs> That's how I felt about it. <laughs> but I mean, I think my thing with Zach Wilson I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Like he's shown the talent, arm strength, all that type of stuff. I'm all like hesitant because BYU didn't really play that many top tier talents in college. Also a little concerned because he had probably the most beastly offensive line I've ever seen in my life. The amount of time that kid had just to throw was just insane. I could have been back there in a lawn chair, sipping on some lemonade, reading the paper, <laughs> then get up, throw the football, and go back and do the same thing. That's how great that line was. I still think that doesn't take away from his talent, him being able to throw off-platform, him throwing precise passes in tight coverage. I like everything about that. I'm still attached to Sam Darnold. Because <laughs> 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 I want the kid to do well. He is one of the quarterbacks. I will always say that. we didn't. One, we didn't give a fair chance to. Two, I... For, it's just me. For every quarterback, I'm like, all right, we could pass. We can move on from Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith. Please get Fitzpatrick out of my face. I feel like we never saw enough from like, like 
from Darnold because of the situation he was thrown into. Adam Gase is probably the worst coach in all sporting history. Kotite had, <laughs> you thought that was bad? This guy yeah. is just an abomination. This is get but up with I, Mike I, Greenberg I, like, right now. <laughs> Dude, I like I like when we hired him, I was just so frustrated. I was like, why are we hiring? Because everyone in Miami, even the beat writer was just like, this guy sucks. Like point blank, this guy sucks. Not going to get into my whole Adam Gay spiel. Just listen to every other pod, every freaking episode of the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast <laughs> during last regular season. I did it enough. We're on to better things. We got Joe Douglas. We got Robert Sala. We got a lot of good things in the direction. But we got we got the quarterback who they perceive to be the of the future. Like I said, I like him. Still wish Darnold could have been the quarterback so we could have seen something. But look, I get the whole resetting the clock thing. So yeah, that's just my that's my spiel. Yeah, the, the Knicks Jets etc. podcast is not over their ex girlfriend of Sam Darnold, <laughs> but, but we have we have come to accept our arranged marriage in Zach Wilson and. Again, it's because we didn't give Darnold, you know, we don't have to go down this whole road. We didn't give Darnold what he should or what he needed to succeed. But the cool thing is, and what's amazing about this new regime, which is kind of reminiscent, like what the Knicks are doing, is they're building around the team and they're building in the trenches. They're doing, I mean, they're they're doing the Lord's work right now. (laughs) They are building the defensive line, the interior of it with Quinn and Williams, like you mentioned, Danny, at the top. Then they got Carl Lawson, the big the big money mover, the big honestly the big rusher in this offseason. And that's without the draft. And we had the ten picks in this draft. We ended up with ten picks. But somehow, some way, Joe Douglas was able to trade the Jamal Adams pick and, you know, the same and accumulate some more with the Sam Darnold pick and move up for Vera Tucker, get the guard. Best guard since Quentin Nelson, according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, what what else can you ask for? We got Elijah Moore, absolute stud, at least on video. Like I don't know what else we need on paper. On on paper, he has the most rush yards since Justin Blackman. He has he's built to for the yard after carry game. I think he was averaging almost ten yards per reception. He's he's absolutely murdering out there in Old Miss. We got the tight end. As a as a nice little uh, nice little help in the undrafted free agents, along with the tackle from BYU, and then we just hit defense, 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 defense. And I mentioned it to Alex six million times. He probably wants to murder me at this point if I mention the Jets' statistics against the tight ends last year. But it was they're throw up worthy. Not even like the thirty first team in the NFL wasn't even close to us. We, yeah. We're giving up a thousand plus yards, fourteen touchdowns. He, Alex loves the Darren Waller game because he exactly that game. <laughs> he like absolutely killed us out there. So we 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 kind of threw a couple darts at the board with some weak side linebackers. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about those guys. I, I don't know if, if Salah is as advertised. If Michael Lafleur is as advertised, with especially with uh, Michael Carter, right? He 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 was. The only other run, only other player in college football to rank top ten in rushing yards and passing, besides Najee Harris. So like, everything I love from the last two drafts from Joe Douglas, I love. They're really reminiscent of this Knicks team, and also a little reminiscent of the 2019 Miami Dolphins, where there's kind of like a new coach. We don't really know what's going on. The quarterback's a little figured out, but we really know what's going on in any position. But they're going to be gritty. 
So, Danny, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because the schedule is <laughs> coming out in, like, I think, like, 10 minutes yeah. from when we're recording. And I know we're going to get absolutely demolished on this schedule. But I am I am very cautiously optimistic in a 500 season. Well, I, can't, we know, I know we can't do 500 anymore. So, nine wins or ten wins this year and a playoff berth. Did you it. say ten wins? You said ten wins yesterday. I said ten wins yesterday. Yeah, I got I got nine wins for this team just because yeah. I think the quarterback situation needs to be a little iron. We, first year with a quarterback, things need to be ironed out unless he's just like yeah. you don't know exactly but, what you're gonna get. Yeah, but I well, think you, everything else, it, it's gonna be exciting. I, I can't wait to watch Michael Carter and uh, Elijah Moore play. I'll I'll just kind of like I'll say that I agree with you guys to like. I like Darnold. I wanted Darnold to be successful. And I, I think I'm a little higher on Wilson than you guys are. But my thing with Wilson almost is like when Darnold came in, he was like like the savior. It was like, oh, my God, he's going to save the friend. He's going to like lift up the Jets. The Jets are going to, oh, my God, Darnold, thank you. Like it doesn't feel like that with Wilson. With Wilson, it feels like, all right, like we're getting a good quarterback. And it's like, hey, you're coming in. And it's like, hey, we give you this wide receiver. We give you this guard you know we just got a big tackle in the last draft feels like with with wilson it's not like you have to be the savior it's like hey you have to like join this up-and-coming team and just be a part of it which for a young quarterback i mean you we all remember mark sanchez had some good years with the jets where not necessarily like he was putting up crazy numbers or like you know ever going to be peyton manning but when you have a young quarterback like that and you just put him in a good situation and you say hey you know just do what you do what you can do and you know just play within yourself it works and you know if you have the good defense you got the running game got all that it helps and i feel like zach wilson we're a lot closer to the situation mark sanchez was in where it's like you know you got a a foundation around you whereas with darnold it was kind of like hey here you go like we traded away all our picks for nothing like here you go like we have no offensive lineman for you do your best and I, I just I feel like we're in a much better spot with uh, Douglas running the show. I 100% agree. I love the way Joe Douglas is operating yeah. this team. The last way he last season, the way he drafted line, line, the, line, just and the way he's drafted line. this season. I love the way he's operating. That's why when I see people like slandering Joe Douglas, I'm like, this is the second draft. Like, let's yeah. do like let's relax. He's we building knew, the right We knew way. this like, wasn't going to be like a, like overnight like last year. The Jets. We knew going into the season. Well, Mac just failed at so many aspects of drafting and filling holes. He just, yeah. I feel like that man just like looked at players' names and just like, I like that guy. Like you're playing fantasy football, you're like mm-hmm. your first time. It's like, I'll choose that guy. Yeah. Why not? And like, but, I mean, I don't have to harp on it too much because I feel like I'm with, I'm like you are with Gase, with Mac and the offensive lineman. But it was like, he just never, and like never invested any like quality picks in, in the line, which like, you're gonna be if you look look at all the best teams in the NFL. They just keep it like they keep it keep it going in the line. Like they just every year they'll pick up like a second rounder or something like that, and they just keep filling in. They keep adding to it, and Mac just never did that. Um, For sure. But I want to get back to like your point on uh, Wilson and Donald. I can. I think the thing Donald yes felt like the savior. The thing with Zach Wilson is the hype is like very very high for a guy that was not really talked about for most of the seat like mm-hmm. the college football season and it just kind of feels like a whirlwind 
You know, you just walk onto Jets Twitter and you see the, the Mormon Mahomes just flying around. You're like, <laughs> Mormon Mahomes? Like, what is going on here? This kid is like Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. And then you start hearing comments like, well, he's got the Aaron Rodgers, like, throw. He's got the Pat Mahomes, like, creativity. It's like, okay, what's – yeah. is this a kid a good quarterback? Just give me, like, a good – like if he's a good quarterback, I can get behind it. But I feel like the hype is just so high with this kid that it's, it's giving me pause just to even, like, invest myself – fully be like okay let's go get this kid like i like him i I will support him he's part of the jets but it's just the hype i feel like we he's been hyped so much that there's such a high expectation to what he has to do to a certain extent all right so you want to hear the dumbest reason why i think wilson is going to be good let's hear it during the regular season when the jets were supposed to be like in line for lawrence i read a mock draft and it had wilson going to the patriots and I just saw it to myself, like, it's perfect. They're going to get Lawrence, and I'm going to be like, this is incredible. And then the Patriots are going to get Wilson, and he's going to turn out to be, like, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And I just, like, that stuck with me. I'm like, the Patriots get him. He's going to be phenomenal. So that's why I think I think Wilson's okay. Because I thought he would be good on the Patriots. So funny. That's yeah, how I battered think, I am as a Jets fan. I, I think this is I think this is confession time because literally I watch a lot of, a lot of college football. So I'm watching – you know, just normal Saturday after Saturday. And I'm literally staring at Mac Jones and I'm saying to myself, this guy is going to be a New England Patriot. This guy is going to be a New England he Patriot. Was. This guy's And every week I'd come say to Alex, by the way, they're either going to get Matt Ryan or they're going to get Mac Jones. And then we actually were on an Atlanta podcast and they were going off about, you know, the contract situation with Matt Ryan. And, we, you know, we agreed with them. We kind of backed off. Mm. on the ride but like <laughs> now, now we're just sitting there every week we're like yo mac jones yeah. he's gonna kill us oh mac jones he's gonna kill us and then what do you know mac jones new england pages so danny i'm with you dude i also share the, the ptsd yeah. well, you, you just <laughs> see the patriots possibly getting a guy and you're like oh my god like you just they, i know just when they got the two tight ends yeah. when they got the two tight ends i was like yo bill belichick's probably laughing at the yeah. stats for the jets tight ends like yo you know what we're gonna do we're just gonna get two now yeah we're just like, gonna, get gonna the score next, 600 the next gronk and hernandez <laughs> it's crazy dude insane you're right there in the middle of it though alex i feel bad for you <laughs> yeah let me tell you something i wore so i have a jets uh letterman jacket right like varsity jacket mm-hmm. i wore it to a trader joe's I'm in line. This is the season where we had Fitzmagic. He went. They, the Jets actually went ten and six this season. And I'm in. Che- I'm checking out. And the guy behind me is like, "You're wearing a Jets jacket around here? <laughs> they're losers." I was like, "Bro, they're winning." He's like, <laughs> "I'm just like." And then everyone in the line is just like chuckling, and I'm just like, "What is this? Like, what are we, what are we doing here?" <laughs> Patriots fans are the worst. Like, I uh, they're as bad as now. Celtics fans are. I think I could handle Celtics fans. I think it could even handle Red Sox fans. I can, Patriots fans are the worst. I agree. It's their, 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 they their do the sc- most winning. The scum oh, of the of earth. Of course. They don't deserve I hate it. it. And the thing is, like, I, I refuse to go to Gillette Stadium until, like, they're actually, like, bad. Like, until they're bad, <laughs> I refuse. And also, it's, like, super expensive. Yeah. Like, insanely expensive for Gillette Stadium. But, but when they're really, really bad, though. yeah, when, the when they're and empty, the, like yes, Belichick's long gone. They don't, yep. you know, Mac <laughs> Jones is about to be, uh, you know, not We're dreaming. Resigned after his, his <laughs> you know, like, We're dreaming here. We're dreaming. Yeah, here. It's like the thing is that, like, I, I I know this for a fact because uh, was it um, Bill Parcells coached the Jets, Big Tuna? They always the, the parking lot is just filled with tuna. 
Well, so like people are just cooking tuna the day the jets come in. So it's just like, you just get there, you get the grill, there's the grills and it's, everyone's like, yeah, we're cooking, we're, we're taking tuna. I'm just like, it's not even the coach. What are we doing here? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. The statute of limitations is over. I'm sure. <laughs> Wait. So how do you feel about uh, Salah and LaFleur? I, I, mean, honestly, I like And how do you feel about us keeping our special teams coach? Cause I'll just say real quick. The one thing I love, love, love about Douglas is that he spreads the wealth. The offense gets there, like even in the free agency, offense gets their guy. You know, we get Corey Davis, Carl Lawson on the defense, and then we get Hardy, like the everyone's mm-hmm. favorite special teamer. And then, yeah. like you know, down to the draft. You know, I'm pretty sure some of these defensive guys are going to be in special teams. Like, how do you feel about like we know that Douglas is obviously taking care of everyone, but how do, how do you feel about you know the first year Jets, dude? Like, how do you feel about Salah? Like, do you think he's gonna do anything with his defense? Like, you know what we have? We have CJ Mosley coming back, and we don't know what's going on there. Alex's yeah. nemesis. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of question marks, but I'm just I'm as, and then maybe this is wishful thinking, but I'm hoping that like Salah, as good as a defensive coordinator as he is, and good as a defensive guy, he can kind of like squeeze the most juice out of that that roster. And just kind of like get them to be like top half of the league. Not expecting an elite defense, but I think Salah, I think he's good enough to do that. And then Lafleur, like, I mean, I, I don't know. You just hope he's he's as good as advertised. But I mean, how many times do these guys like, oh, he's an offensive genius? I mean, Gase was an offensive genius, and then you know, <laughs> look what happened Alex. there. I think Lafleur <laughs> is obviously there's there's a little more to it when people like talk him up as an offensive guy, but like. You never know. I mean, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury was, you know, oh, he's going to be, you know, a great offensive coach, and then now he's terrible. So it's like it's. Why it's did people think that his team sucked in yeah, college? I don't know bad. why because, everybody because thought he was hot. so smart. He was like he's oh, like yeah. a thirty-five-year-old guy, like good-looking guy. So people were like, oh my god, like Dude, he's I'm a Jets you, quarterback. Everyone should have known. It's he's just because he's good-looking. That's the only reason why he, he's. Also, yeah, what was it? It was the year it was after this the Rams went to the Super Bowl too. Mm-hmm. Right. To, so yeah. they were like, Oh, Sean oh, McVay, 30 some year old coach. So it's like, thing. oh, yeah. young coach, young cool, offensive. likes to wear the sunglasses. Yeah. It's the Nick Nurse thing that happened mm-hmm. with the Pacers. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But no, I, I like the coaching staff. Hopefully, you know, and I like I actually just to touch on your special teams point, I I like that they kept Boyer. Because I think sometimes like when there's a coaching overhaul like that you almost want to keep like one guy in the building, like as a kind of like a carryover. But you know how it is. Yeah. Familiar face (laughs) kind of for the guys and just be like, Hey, this This is how you talk to Woody. Yeah. This is (laughs) is how, this is how things kind of go. Like, you know, whatever. And Boyer, like jet special teams actually in recent years have been pretty good. Um, So yeah, I don't know. We got Leon Washington now too in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of like makeup of the coaching staff, but I'm I'm all in. I'm excited. I I probably I don't have an exact prediction, but I'd probably be right around where you guys are, like nine, ten games, like fighting for a playoff spot there. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you never know. When Zach Wilson, rookie of the year, co rookie of the year with Elijah Moore, actually. So you know, when that happens, I'm hyped for Elijah Moore. Yo, That's... I'm I'm crazy enough to take Zach Wilson plus four thousand. I, I already I year. took oh t- you said MVP no rookie of the year oh MVP oh, no 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 he's no, he's, he, I think I I got him like plus three fifty to win MVP oh win, so I think uh, MVP was MVP was plus four thousand yeah he was like plus three fifty to win rookie of the year Elijah Moore was like so Zach Wilson MVP plus one thousand <laughs> I did Sam Darnold MVP last year just throwing that out there. <laughs> that's tough <laughs> that's tough. 
I had Jets Yikes. playoffs. I had a Jets playoff. I had I every year I, I do Jets everything, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was no. a bad one last year. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but I guess do we have any any closing Knicks Jets thoughts? I feel like we're uh we've we've covered a lot of ground here on, on both teams now. I would just say that both teams seem well, we see the Knicks are moving in the right direction. Savvy front office, you know, they have the put they have something established there wheeling and dealing seems like the jets are moving in that the right direction got the head coach that they wanted they gained the players that they wanted we'll just see if the jets come out and have a winning season too it is going to feel like was it i guess 1970 where the you had 69 where the jets won the super bowl and uh you had the knicks who were just going i'm not talking about i'm not talking about the (laughs) super bowls and championships i'm just saying it's the last time both teams were actually like relevant and actually fun and exciting to like root for, you know what yeah. I mean? Chip, what do you think? What do you think about this draft, Chip? The NBA draft? No, what do you think about the Jets? Oh, the, I thought you were talking about the NBA draft. No, that no, what do you think about the Jets? All right, let's get let's get into some Cade Cunningham now. <laughs> some Cade Cunningham. <laughs> just, yeah. This draft, I was really excited about the wide receiver they took more. Yeah, I really like him the most. I I just like Danny was talking about stupid reasons. I just the fact that Lavernius Coles came out and said his name, I was yes. so pumped about that. Yes. I was so excited. Right when I saw Lavernius Coles announce him, I was like, I'm watching every single thing about this kid. I had to learn yes. everything about this kid. I'm so excited. Alex said you're excited to watch him play. I can't wait to watch him play. Yeah. Obviously, I like Zach Wilson. I, I knew they were going to pick him, so I already watched stuff yeah. on him. Yeah. But I did, had no idea who this kid was. And now I'm very excited to watch him. And I saw, who was it who compared him to Santana Moss? I think it was another guy who played for the Jets. Someone compared him to Santana Moss? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and I love Santana. Everybody likes Santana Moss. So, (laughs) I mean, it's this, the Jets need speed. So, man, I'm very excited to watch him play. The Jets need a guy like that. He should be fun to watch, if anything. Yeah. Okay, cool. For sure. So everyone here is optimistic about the Jets, which I have never experienced in my whole life. <laughs> yeah, that's usually just <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally optimistic after that. And the, when they traded up to go get a guard, I was so excited about that. <laughs> like I never, th- I never thought I would be excited to see my team yeah. trade up to get a guard. But when they traded up to get an offensive lineman, I was so fucked. Me and my brother were like, "Holy shit!" They actually went and got an <laughs> offensive lineman. And so I don't understand why he would be an overpay. Like he's going to start right away. Why is that? Why is it an overpay? Like they knew they liked him. They went and got him. I I don't get that. I think you're just looking for reasons to nitpick because the jets did well in the draft for once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I, just to close the closing remarks for me is I, I agree with you guys that we should be optimistic about the jets, which again, uncomfortable in this position don't know what it's really like being here (laughs) um i am i really do think depending on how the schedule goes because it's going to be brutal we got darnold we got brady we got trevor lawrence we got indy 
But yeah, it, it's a tough. We got the Eagles, who we can never beat. It's going to be a tough schedule. So we'll see how it works out. I, I'm. I think we're going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to be too upset if we don't, but we have to look competent, and I think we will. Uh, as Danny said, I think Salah is going to squeeze everything from the defense, and I think Wilson's going to amaze some people. And I got my money on that. So it's not not just some talk on the Knicks side. Again, over 500 on the West Coast trip. Absolutely unreal if that happens. If not, I'll take the 500. Give me the fourth or fifth seed. I don't care who we play, even if it's the Heat. It'll be a fun series. If we do make it, it's going to be all about health, all about longevity like we were talking about. And if Embiid is out, if Embiid gets hurt, the Knicks can make a run. So I'll 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 just leave I'll just leave it with that. We can win we can win the series the first the first round if Embiid doesn't play like he does hasn't played all year in the second round in the second round it's possible we could be looking at a, at a legitimate game you know deep into the playoffs which will be actually unreal. So I am super optimistic right now. Catch me next week when I am drowning in my sorrows from the Jets doing something absolutely unreal and you know the Knicks collapsing on themselves. I think the Sixers are very beatable without Embiid. So I co-signed that one for sure. I mean, I was at that game in Philly, and that was a tough one. I can't believe we lost it. I think we could beat them as well. The Knicks haven't beat Philly since I think it was February. They haven't beat Ben 20- Simmons at all. But yeah, February 2017, I think, was the only time – the last time. Oh, my goodness. Ben so- Simmons is – I think he's 12 and – oh, or 13 and 0 against the Knicks in his career. Dude, we have to stop that. Don't tell yeah. anyone, but that means the Jets haven't beat the Eagles in forever, and the Knicks can't beat the Sixers. Yeah. So actually, we should we should really keep that on the low. I did not. I didn't put those yeah, you know one on one together. Philly's got New York's number right now. At least Damn. those teams. Damn, that's tough. But all right, um, I think that's. I think we probably pretty much covered everything. Hopefully, when this releases in the morning, hopefully the Knicks will have won against the Lakers. That would be that would be nice. But uh, but either way, I think we'll uh, we'll definitely have a lot more to talk about coming forward with the Knicks in the playoffs and all that stuff. So thanks again, everyone, for listening, tuning in, and uh, sticking it out while we we went through with all our Jets stuff too. Because <laughs> I had I had to get some of that off my chest for sure. Um, <laughs> And yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks, Alex and John, for coming on. Thanks thank for you, us, Danny, man. and thank you, Chip. Appreciate it. We got to get you on uh, the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast and uh, have you have you let it all out on the Jets. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. I'm in. I'm in. All right.